welcome back to the 8th episode of the 10% podcast. I've got a very close guest on today, somebody I speak to very regularly, I've been working with for a while now and I respect very highly and I think a lot of you guys will recognise him. I'd like to welcome Keeks aka 760 to the podcast. What are you saying bro? Hey, I hope you're doing good man, I hope everyone listens is still staying blessed. Yeah, come on bro. So... <laughs> One of the first questions, yeah, let's just get straight into it. One of the first uh-huh. questions I want to ask you, yeah. Are you the love child of Thanos and Batman? <laughs> <laughs> um, you know, obviously, uh, it's been a bit hidden from my community and stuff like that, but I'm actually the uh, child of Debo, if you know him, and uh, Thanos, man. Like, they're pretty close uh, friends to me, innit? and also my parents. Uh, what the Debo, the Irish guy, the rapper? Yeah, of course, man. Yeah, yeah, you sound like it still. And I real talk though, bro. When at what age did your voice start getting deep? Because it sounds like you hit puberty like ten years. I've been my thing though, yeah. You see, if like imagine I, I didn't know you and I met you like tomorrow and I saw you in a group chat claiming you're sixteen, bro. I'd report you for the sex offenders register. Fam. I'd think oh. you're in there. <laughs> I'd think you're in there trying to do a mad thing, bro. There's no way somebody your age sounds like that. No, obviously, um, it's been like this since sort of like end of coming like 2020, 2019, I'd say. When it all started, you know, going a bit deeper, but no homo force in it. But, you know, it's been like this for a while now. And I get a lot of comments that I'm looking like 22 and sounding like 30 with three kids. So it makes sense that you know before we first sit when listen. But I would too, in my opinion. Uh, I hear it, I hear it. But cool. So now now we'll pass that because I think that's the first thing. Like mm. the people, especially the ones that don't know you, they're going to listen to this. They're not believing you're 16. But they're thinking about like 45. Yeah. <laughs> but we know, innit? So the first thing that I actually want to get into, right? So, of course, you're quite young anyways. And I know about your ventures and stuff and how you started, but you've got that proper, like, like the entrepreneur mindset and kind of, like, turning everything into a business, right? So where where did that first start for you? Where was the first, like, what age and what venture was it that you thought, okay, cool, this is something I'm going to make money off of? Where did it all begin? Yeah, I like telling the story a lot <clears throat> since people, you know, don't really believe it. You know, there's a lot of people my age that they, they go into, like, other routes, let's say that's, like, fraud or, you know, refunding, reselling, you know, drop shipping, whatever, whatever. You know, all that different kind of stuff, right? But, you know, where I started out, I think I was just, like, 11 or 12, Um, you know, quite young, still in school. And, you know, where I first started was Roblox, innit, and making games that like, I was, you know, a big nerd when I was younger, so... I really enjoyed playing games and stuff like that. You know, I was a big fan of robots at the time. And when I was playing, you know, one day I was thinking, well, you know, I know a lot of people who have, like, development skills who are in, the, you know, the Roblox game-making scene. And I'm definitely sure, you know, with my mind and my creativity, I can definitely make a game. Since, you know, I pick up stuff really quickly, right? You know, it takes, like, minutes, even days for me to like, pick up a whole skill. So what I started out with, I was like, sure. Let's let's start making games, right? So I was, you know, going through genres to make a game and I eventually came, you know, after a year and I made um a game based, you know, 
basic stuff like Magic and Beasts, right? That I was at like, probably twelve years old when I first made that game. And you know, I made a fair bit amount. You know, people could do research, but uh, it was about your know, one point five million um Robux that I made off of that game. Uh, you know, that translates to probably around five to six grand when I was young at the time, so I didn't really know how to spend it. So you know, I was grateful that I gave that to my mum, of course. But going on, I was probably about 14, 15 when I made my first, you know, big game that I'll get into a bit later, which was a fighting game, you know. You can Google search it, YouTube search it, it was called Mighty Combat. I made a second one called Mighty Secunda. So with that, you know, I picked up skills like, you know, being creative, you know, designing, marketing, advertisement, you know, cold calling and, you know, speaking of, you know, meetings and stuff, stuff like that. And that was like where I first really got into, I guess, like entrepreneurial stuff, you know, making games, you know, working with a dev team, with a mod team, with a Discord, managing a Discord that was like 10,000, if not 20,000 members at the time. Yeah, that's hard to do. So with with Roblox, yeah, what's it like? So you've kind of got, Roblox itself is a game and then you've mm-hmm. kind of got like mini games within that. So is that is that how it works? So it's not really, you know, Roblox is a game. Roblox is more of a platform for like developers to make games on and then monetize them and earn profit off it. You know, it works sort of like, you know, Unity or Unreal Engine, which, you know, other game development softwares yeah. that games like Fortnite and Call of Duty were made on. So I was just like one of those, right? I found this game engine, which is like a software which you use to make games, and I had a developer team. And, you know, I have very good, I guess, now talking skills and communication skills and, I guess, like deal-making skills now. So I was able to find really good developers with me and we all got together and made, you know, these couple of games that I went on on Roblox to, I guess, produce. Yeah, so, okay, so you said you were 12 when you made your first game there. So yeah. what what age did you kind of, so were you working with developers at 12 or was it just completely, like, solo, like, everything you done? Developers, I was working with, well, they there were people that were between the ages of like 16 up to even 30. Like my, my development team and my moderation team were all people who were way, way older than me at the time because I was so young. And, you know, it's not very special for like really young guys to get into robots development, but it's usually, you know, 18, 20, 30. There's even guys that are like 40, 50, 60s who like do this stuff for a living on Roblox. But I was, you know, just just this young guy who came on and was like, yo, I really like this, you know, software, this game. And I want to make something good that I'll enjoy. You know, I always say to that, go into things that you enjoy. Don't force yourself into them just to make some money. So I really enjoyed this genre. I really enjoyed, you know, Roblox. I was like, yeah, let's make a game that I'll enjoy. So I made the game that I'll enjoy. And, you know, as it went on, others seemed to enjoy it as well. So it got quite big in my opinion. Yeah, hundred percent. You're you're right. You know that's a that's a big thing. Going into something that you like, people really undervalue that. If if you just go into something for the sake of making money and like all of that, more time you're not gonna have the motivation and passion to stick through like you know the bad side of things and stuff. Like you get like I think what I see, especially with business in general, right? A lot of people yeah. want to start a business or get into business. They'll do mm. it. They don't really fuck with something. They're just trying to get onto the like the next hype or the trend, and then I don't know they'll take a loss or they come across something hard like a hard obstacle. You know, there's bears in businesses, and they'll just stop. Uh, they'll just drop off because they kind of don't want to push, right? That's like they'll that's throw kinda, up. 
Yeah, literally. And it's like, it's, it's kind of like, imagine you're a footballer or something, you get one injury and you give up. If you really yeah. like football, you're going to work through that and get back on in it, even if it takes a while. So I feel like with, with business and these type of things, it is usually good to build on a passion that you like, you know, somehow always like link it back to something that you're comfortable with or, you know, just generally. But yeah, so that's, that's kind of mad, you know, that, that's a very young age, bro. When I was 12, I was like discovering wanking and like doing things in it. No, obviously I was too, yeah, but I was also doing robots in it. Like I was just some some like scrawny, you know, virgin guy who was like, Oh, I like games, let's make games, stuff like that, man. Like, I wasn't really, you know, into I guess more mature things, but you know, I obviously picked up those skills from a young age, haven't been having to do that kind of stuff, I guess. No, I hear it, hear it. It's, it's it's good, isn't it? That like, the younger you start with these sort of things, the more experience you gain. Another thing I was I was speaking about quite recently to some people, I was saying, you know when people are younger in general, right? They have yeah. this sort of um like positive obsession. So if you guys don't know what that is, it's like you know, it's literally obsession, but for a good thing and they kind of become like you could say addicted to it, but you know younger people's personalities I feel like especially because of how their schedules with school and stuff are, if they find something they like or something they know will kind of like work for them or make money, bro, they can put their head down and work. But I feel like when you're older, there's like some other distractions and stuff. So like it gets yeah. harder gradually. But if you don't kind of have those habits when you're young, it's harder to build them when you're even older. So yeah. I feel like you're, you're like a prime example, right? You found something you like, you just banged it out because you're saying you made one game, then you made another, then another. <laughs> So you made a handful of that. And it's like, you know, when you stick to something and you keep pushing into it, it comes back. But cool. So that that was like the start of your like, let's say like business life and, you know, yeah. working with these devs and doing all these things. How did you get into crypto? How did like all of that side come about? Um, Even like your mentorship, because now you've got you know, your mentorship and your group chat for Signals. Um, yeah. Crypto connoisseur. So how did all of that come into being? Alright, cool. So, um, my first, I guess, introduction to crypto was, well, not even crypto, stocks, actually, about two point, I think now it's 2.3, 4 uh, years ago. So, obviously, my uncle, <clears throat> he works at a, I guess, like a hedge fund. So, he used to always, you know, whenever I went to his house, talk about, oh, you know, I trade this, you know, it's going well with the company. I used to always ask him, oh, how's work doing? And stuff like that. I was very young, like probably 13 at the time. And um, eventually I was like, oh, do you ever mind to teach me it? Of course, at the time I wasn't fairly serious, but um, it came after a while that he contacted me over WhatsApp through my mum since he uh, asked my mum about you know, me asking him to just, um, be a mentor. So he messaged me and was like, hey, you know, if you want to really get into this kind of stuff, right, watch over these videos and I can make an account for you on uh, a broker called, you know, Interactive Brokers and also 212. So after a while, I kind of kept pushing it off, you know, I kept calling him saying, oh, yeah, I'm getting some progress in, but I really wasn't. But after a while, I was like, hey, I'm doing Roblox right now and... You know, I can really, I guess, increase that money that I'm making. You know, I have two incomes because, you know, at that kind of age, I was seeing these like advertisements and like, you know, dream people that have all these multiple incomes. So I saw that as a way to just like build up, you know, how much I'm worth and really, you know, stack up how much I'm making. So 
eventually I went through his videos and I learned all about, you know, candlesticks, um, you know, trends, support resistance, you know, very basic, you know, retail concepts that at the time, you know, that's, that's all I really knew. And, uh, you know, chart patterns and indicators and so forth, you know, MA12, MA40, EMA, you know, RSI, super trend, you know, Fibonacci, all that kind of stuff. So eventually we got that, we got that progress and he, he even bought me a whole course on like psychology and everything. And I was, you know, 14, 13, like watching this. And, um, I watched that course to the fullest because I was not going to, you know, waste my uncle's money and I finished it and eventually he made those brokers for me and I, you know, put in like, you know, $100 a dime even because you're not really meant to be putting in any significant amount of money when you're just starting out trading because I would just get you on like an addiction saying, oh, I've got to make this back and not let you, you know, take time to actually learn how to trade and how to go about it. So I threw, you know, a hundred dollars, and I guess that's where I started, right? So he told me to treat, treat that hundred like I was treating, you know, a thousand or ten thousand or a hundred thousand. And after a while, <clears throat> I traded, um, you know, well, I put options. That's where you know very started off. You know, I invested into I guess penny stocks, and I put options. I did a few things, you know, around um stocks and stuff like that, ETFs, and um. Eventually, uh, I'll show crypto on like an ad, and I'll show crypto by a few friends of mine, you know, gassing it up and stuff like that. And that was maybe about uh, one year and like two months ago, maybe, because that's when I first got introduced to it. You know, I've got a friend called Jay Reese, and at the time, uh, I knew Zeke, who was, you know, advertising crypto captains that group um, for free and you know I joined it at the time and I was like oh crypto seems pretty sick like you know see all cool heard about leverage trading you know through stocks of course I was like oh can I also leverage crypto I found out that, um, that I can so I got into crypto that way you know I took a lot of breaks because at the time that that happened I was actually doing my GCSEs so I took that massive break and eventually uh, I came back you know, two two months later, and I started, you know, trading crypto and stuff like that. You know, I put some money in from Roblox. You know, I was cycling that income in and out. And, you know, I, you know, I, at the start, I didn't lose, like, a significant amount, probably the most out of, like, all the, I guess, gurus and friends that I have now. Um, But after a while, you know, a couple months down the line in leverage trading, um, I also, I guess, like, learned some, some new things, you know, really works on my uh, psychology and stuff like that. Yeah. But that's, you know, where I started, you know, crypto trading and eventually leverage trading as well. Yeah. No, that's hard. So it's a, it's a, it's a long journey because you see the way you speak about these things. Like, like, again, coming back to the point, I would not think you're 16. Like, you've done, like, you've gone into so many different sectors and things. Bro, I'm, like, I'm, like, three, four years older than you. I haven't even, like, of course I knew about stocks and all these things, but I've never gone into it. But, you know, it's it's quite interesting. Like, of course, you've, you've got a family member that's already involved and he's got, you know, he's working with those funds and whatever. So, do you, like, so when you got into it, right, was your intention more so, like, oh, like, you just want to make mad money or was it kind of, like, you know, you want to work for these companies as well? Or, like, kind of, did you want to be like him? Or was it more because you just yeah. wanted money? 
all right, cool. So um, obviously, uh, when I first started out, I used to always look up to my uncle. I was even thinking of becoming a uh, you know, full time, I guess you know, trader or even becoming a financial advisor, which I still look at today. You know, taking that you know level four financial advisory qualification and getting in that kind of sector. But um, with that at the time, uh, coming from Roblox, right, you can really see trading as like a game as like this like probability game to where you have to guess correctly and you get a prize or guess correctly and like you lose a point. So coming from Roblox to where I was like a very, you know, addicted and very, you know, immersed, I guess like game developer and that player of, I guess, games, you know, having all these funny concepts and like funny, you know, names and stuff like that had me like really motivated to like get into trading. Like I really saw it as something enjoyable and something fun that I think, you know, if you're going thinking of getting into trading, you should have that kind of mindset as well. Because like with jobs and like how we spoke about business earlier, if you don't like the career you're in, you'll eventually come to hate it and with a very sore difficulty. Like for example, losing a hundred, losing a thousand, you'll quit and never get to you know the full potential you could end up becoming. Like you can become like the next ICT or the next AKFX, but you don't know that because you gave up early. So yeah. I really enjoyed trade at the time. So I saw it as a game. I threw in that hundred. I was investing it here, there, doing puts here, there. Uh, with, you know, with that thousand on that broker for the name now that I did options on. And um, honestly, it was something that, you know, I got really immersed into. And I didn't really see it as like, oh, I've got to make money. Da, 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 da. I was really, you know, hungry at the time to like make, you know, endless profit. I was like, oh, uh, I just made 10% off like this stock or oh, that's so sick. Or uh, I made like 15% on you know, Roblox at the time getting released. Oh, this is so sick and stuff like that. So I've got another question now. Coming back to like the Roblox and stuff here. Yeah. So it, it's still crazy to me. You were 12, isn't it? But um, so when you were 12, right? Or even later down the line, you started working with devs and stuff, right? So they're yeah. older than you, of course, right? So did did yeah, they know them. how young you are? Was it like a anonymous thing? Of course. Um, some knew my age and some didn't. Um, we used to always have constant, I guess, meetings. Yeah. And you know, some of the developers that even in my uh, I guess, mentorship and signals group now, since I always used to tell me, oh yeah, I'm by getting to crypto and stuff like that. So they were like probably twenty, twenty five, thirty, thirty two. And you know, you you know how Discord is. Everyone's anonymous. We all use fake names. I used to use the name. Yeah, that's like where I first like I guess started calling myself Keeks. Not really over Roblox, but more you know in person. Then eventually, I put the name over to Roblox. I kind of brought like made my brand on Roblox around that name. That's that's how you know it really stuck with me. And so, um, yeah, so working with these people, yeah cool like like you said they're a lot older so when it came yeah. down to like the money side of stuff yeah how did you negotiate like cool you're working a developer and you know you're putting down the ideas you're doing whatever so yeah. how did you go about doing like let's say like the profit splits and all these things because oh yeah do, do you think that of course you're going to explain it now anyways but do you think they kind of like would tried or would try to take advantage of you knowing your age <laughs> all right cool Funny you get into that because I had like an issue that when I was in my development kit career. But at the time, even though I was very young, I was like managing a moderation team, I was managing a developer team. 
I was, you know, very immersed in like the whole business and I guess development sector. And I had friends that actually owned really massive games. I had like 10,000 to like 100,000, you know, concurrent players. So, and they were like quite older. So when I got into this, um, I had a friend with me who may have listened to this called Sheo, who worked with me on my like my big game. I was like 14, called my combat, my seconda. And um, I guess when I was 12 and very young, they knew my age. Like we used to have, you know, like I said, those calls. And I guess I'll be try and be as open as possible whenever discussing deals like with each other to you know build that trust level up. So I'll use, you know, their first names, they'll use my first name, you know, open, I guess, camera calls, and they would see me and know my age. These developers, when, I guess, doing the deals and stuff like that, like, I was really professional at a young age. Um, not any kind of, like, to, like, gas myself up with, but I was, like, quite professional when I was quite young since, you know, I was doing that kind of stuff. And I knew my ins and outs. I knew how much one thing was. I knew how much, you know, this was. I knew like these like price tags, and when I saw something, I knew how to like assert how much that's worth, or how much time they put in, or how much years of experience they put in. Um, because you know their experience, you know they can make something that one person can make in an hour, and they can do it in like five minutes. And at the time, I didn't discredit that because I knew they put all that time to like, learn. So when discussing it, I'll discuss stuff like commission play, or uh, pay. Uh, revenue split, like total game revenue, I would, I guess, like split that with some developers who were like very core, like the programmers and the builders and the animators, um, you know, and the modelers as well. You know, I was making like basically, I was writing up a full, detailed, you know, could even get approved, I guess, like business and job contracts um, over a thing called the um, dev forum. Uh, you know, I'll be making these full entire contracts at like 12, 13, 14, you know, really learning, I guess, typewriting and like emo, I guess, writing skills that I later used, them, I guess, in my life. I very, I guess, like, professional skills. Um, <clears throat> so I was making these job contracts. I was offering, like, you know, I guess that's where my negotiation and my marketing kind of came in to where I was offering these deals. You know, I was trying to, like, I guess, convince them or, like, have an agreement with them. So, you know, like in most kind of business sectors, you'd set a price and then you'd have them react off it, see how they react, then fluctuate how much you're trying to charge them. And basically, I I would try and go for as low as I can possibly get them. That's all, you know, what I did. Yeah, so you you were proper on the, like, professional thing, isn't it? Doing everything that... it's, it's, It's actually, like, sick because now you've got that experience, people... I think people really won't get it. Like, you see where it is, yeah? even if you come to like my age or people that are 18, 19, everyone wants to make money, yeah? Let's say like just in our scene, everybody wants to make money, they want to do it off trading. Then yeah. after they make this money, everybody will go into business. Or I'd assume that a lot of people do, they'll get into watches and other investments, blah, blah, blah. The skills that you need to actually be successful in those type of industries and sectors they're very hard to build. It's not a. It's not just to think. Oh, like now you've got money, you can just jump into anything. It's like yeah. it's, having that capital to start with is crazy. Like it's gonna help a lot, no matter what you're getting into. But you know, like some of the stuff you're talking about, these sort of developmental skills, yeah, well, they actually set you up for the future. So to be doing that young, like that young, that is crazy. But chat to me about how your 
bro, cool. everybody knows you're breaded, innit? Like, you're probably like a billionaire by now, but, um... <laughs> no, man, not even, man. <laughs> nah, um, you know how you always say you want to get a job as, like, a bartender or something? Like, after you've, like, hit your goal or, like, made a certain amount of money. What's that? What's that all about, man? Because you see me, bro, when I'm breaded, you're not even seeing me in London. I'm just getting new country every week, holiday. I'm not doing nothing else, man. Alright, because listen, you know, I guess a few people, I'm not sure if they'll relate to me. I've spoke to a few guys, they may do. So, the kind of life that I envision for myself is someone where I have, like, that stable income, a job that I enjoy. And a lot of guys hate on the whole 9 to 5 thing. If I really, you know, wanted to, you know, I could do trading, I could do Roblox, I could hop back onto doing all the engineering, and I can never have to attend school for the rest of my life. But, I guess, you could, you can still call those things a nine to five, but gosh, like there's still a job that I have to practically do to you know have income. You know, I can still build that passive income, but there's still a job that I have to look over. So I was thinking to myself, you know, one day when speaking, I guess, with my mum and my brother, who's like a really big um role model to me, who lives a very happy life, you know, Alhamdulillah, has like you know, a girlfriend who's he's recently, you know, engaged to and he worked as, as a teacher. And it was, you know, having regular holidays, weekends, you know, had a really, guess he really loved his job. Like, he really enjoyed working as, as, as a teacher. Um, so I saw that, I was like, wow, like, this whole, you know, never work a day in your life thing, eventually that may get boring. And, you know, I have really, I guess, rich friends that tell me that, oh, bro, like, I don't really work a day in my life. And, you know, stuff gets boring sometimes, you know, I buy this, I buy that. You know, material ain't always the best thing, but when I eventually, when I, when I got around to it, um, talking about, you know, how I'm so rich, right? Most of my money actually indeed goes to my mum. You know, I really help out, I guess, with the family and the house and stuff like that. But, you know, back on main target, right? So with the whole bartender thing. So what I see myself doing in the future is having that main job and then the side incomes, like my secondary income being, you know, rental properties, and I guess property that I've already started getting into now. Um, I've secured my first one, a two-bedroom apartment that, you know, I now rent out an Airbnb. Um, that was like a 7.8K back to that deposit. How, how, actually, speaking of that, yeah, how how did you mm. actually get into that? How do you, like, of course, I, I know it's a kind of like, I wouldn't say common, but if you're into this, like, business side of stuff, you know people discover trading, drop shipping, yeah. and, of course, property kind of all in one go. So how do you actually, yeah. like, decide one day like let me cop this and then put it on rent <coughs> that's i thought that property is something everyone wants to get into so if you're starting your portfolio from now that's crazy yeah so um when i was looking at it sometimes right so a while ago a lot of guys definitely saw this advert of this um this asian dad with his two sons and he'll be like oh you can get this one million dollar ferrari or and get this like um multiple bedroom luxury house, flip it, refurbish it, and sell it and earn this much profit, then buy the Ferrari and have all this excess income. So I saw those, those adverts for a while. Eventually, I was um my mom actually brought up to me since so she knows how much I make and I do give quite large sums to her to help out with like stuff like you no know, debt, house, housing, rent, cars. You no, know, she, she doesn't particularly need it, you know, that's my mom. And I see a lot of guys, you know, working it backwards and not ever giving back to their mother or their family or whoever they live with or whoever raised them. You know, I see it a bit messed up, right? So 
she showed me this guy, uh, I forgot his name on top of my head, who has like a Facebook page and Facebook is so crazy. If you want to get into a property, download Facebook. That is like the main thing, the first thing to download, right? So I saw this advertisement, you know, property. It looks luxury, modern, terrace, balcony, you know, London. So I knew it would be popping near a university as well. So, you know, people do a little bit of DD and find out where it's at. So I was like, shit, this is crazy, 7.8K. I did the math since, you know, I still have a kind of like marketing and like, I guess, mathematics skills in terms of business so, so I did the maths I worked out the mortgage I worked out you know looking at other ones local what they were looking at how much it will pop on B&B you know I, I negotiated with them it was from like 8 point I think 4k first listing down to like 7.7k and um, I was like shit this looks nuts like the margin between the um, Airbnb and the I guess mortgage rate that would be charged me each month was like quite significant so eventually I, I i got the money um to explain how i did it right my mom you know has her job she has her proof of income and stuff like that i don't really got that since i was doing things like you know roblox and trading that you know aren't really classified nine to fives i can I, I can't really prove a sustainable income even though you know i was rationally making one so i gave my, my mom the money um, and she eventually, you know, got that for me and, um, come to it, I eventually got, got that apartment and, you know, I, I got the, all the legal staff, uh, I contacted Airbnb, I asked them a few questions because, you know, I was still inexperienced, not knowing what to do after this point and eventually I listed it and, you know, I got some, I guess, some, some requests in, I eventually started, you know, advertising it more and more. I got more requests and I started advertising for off Airbnb to like friends and family, you know, whenever they came up down to you know, the UK from like Africa or like Spain and stuff like that. And then that would also pocket me some money. So that's where I really got into property. And now I want to get more. Um, and my dream is to own like eight properties and just have that as like a secondary income. Yeah, no, that's, that's called still speaking about like, um, sustainable income and you know making this sort of money what what do you think about nodes all right cool 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 what can like can i swear the podcast can i swear on it yeah bro you can bro literally anything goes anything oh my days fuck thor the whole team can suck their whole family's bloodline fuck strong as well fuck playmates fuck power as well fuck all that Dumb shit. Oh my dear. Oh man. Well, XP has the exact same feeling as I do. You know, shout out to him. He definitely knows how I feel. Bro, I thought Nose was about to take man to DXP, bro. Like, I had hopes and stuff like that. Like, I was actually crying. Um, uh, you, oh, uh, you know what, yeah? Before you even carry on, these times I don't know anything about Nodes. And of course, we're in the group chat, right? And don't get me started. Bro, what, so me and you are in the group chat. On my life, yeah, the first time I wanted to cop nose was because of you. So you're saying, oh, i got this many four. I'm making this I'm, much oh. a day, this much a month, yeah. <laughs> and bro, you're, you're showing my calculations, yeah. Bro, I remember one day you showed me a ticket. You put it on your notes, yeah. You were like, oh, if I compound 50% every time and in January, I'm going to be, bro, the number was mad, in it? And I'm just there like, bro, oh. so if, if I get even like 10% or like even just like a little bit, like why not in it? Like it's not even a lot of money. So cool, that was like four notes and stuff. 
But sometimes there, I I was I was still a bit skeptical in it, so I wasn't trying to invest. And mm. then here comes Playmates, and bro, you see, one night I'm on Zoom with XV. This guy just bought Playmates in front of me. I'm like, I wanted to buy in it, so I'm like, oh fuck it, but let me let me just cop some, bro. I cop some. Ever since I bought, I don't think he's seen profit, bro. I think he was just straight down. <laughs> bro. You know, I mean, I'm in um another group chat with XV, and in this group chat, guys always say when XV touches a project, bro, it's time to bro. get out. Bro. He's the, he's well, the top off, indicator. Back out of it, back out of it, fam. Bro, he's the top bro. indicator, fam. It's fine. He's actually reverse indicator when I back out of long-term investments, fam. <laughs> bro, all my days, man. Don't get me started on no. I'm about to start barking on something, bro. <laughs> when I tell you, I put in six banks. I've never seen return of investment until I'm coming like 80, fam. Matter of fact, yeah, I'm going to put in my will that my great great grandchildren can get my nose and they won't even see the return of my investment yeah, but I'm nice. never seeing the money that I made that I put into nose back again I promise yeah, you oh yeah fuck Pegaxi as well that pay to earn game um, oh, yeah, yeah, I lost yeah, that yeah. I lost that four bags on that I lost that four three bags on door I lost probably about two bags on strong I lost that 500 bucks on playmates Fam, when I tell you, the second I bought it, yeah, I was actually in reverse in the care for everyone just to start selling, fam. Because these Ponzi schemes, they were dumping on me, bro. And with one day, I bought four for like, kind of like, I bought it for $100, fam, a four. And now it's worth like, what, $4? Flaybates, I bought it for like $15. Now it's worth like seven cents. Strong, I bought it for like, I bought Strong for like 100 maybe even $200, yeah. And now it's on like what, three bucks? Like, it's, just, it's just like sixteen bucks. Yeah, man. Nodes, <laughs> nodes are not like. The, I think good projects will come out, sustainable ones and stuff. But yeah, you see the way they are now, nah, man. Nah, it's, man. It's not nope. Everything is just it's just horrible. <laughs> Everyone that I know invested has just got shagged from every um, angle especially, especially Playmates they've, they've changed their whole thing up and even them fucking with it bro forget about Strong Strong is gone bro Strong is in yeah. right now is finished is never coming that back went, that went dead bro. Yeah, bro you see Strong and Luna they're like the same category now they're like yeah, bro, what? zero hope bro you see with Playmates and stuff they're still that like 0.1% they might make it but nah <laughs> I'm happy though. Yeah. You, you you see you you had them for a while and of course um you you put like probably a decent amount of money into them. Mm. I, because I was skeptical, I never put something mad in. And I remember one of the first things I did in a group chat I was like, okay, cool, I just bought playmates, but the whole amount that I put in is an amount if it goes to zero, I don't care in it, that is it is calm. So but I do think a lot of people saw the hype, especially you know when strong was popping, like you know when strong was at five K a node or some shit like Bam. that. Yeah, yeah. Sometimes there, that's when I think all the people were trying to get in, and they were seeing the fraud. Mm. Like, man, I'm making money off this. Yeah, my brother actually got into strong really early. Um, the same way that kind of just brought me into the whole business stuff, and my uncle. Well, my brother got into strong like when all the OG, you know, top gurus. I forgot some of their names. I can't lie. You know, like when like when D two Financial got into um strong and guys like that and that chuck and shit so he got in quite early and he actually paid me 
just to like manage his nodes and he gave like a fair cut like 10% and this guy didn't have no little money he had like 50 plus running so that's what kind of eventually tried to like entice me and I put my money in and you know, from there you know it's not looking good man yeah yeah no do you know what it is it's especially like in crypto generally yeah, it's a lot of formal because yeah. the way like if you take the idea of like herd mentality and stuff yeah but it's kind of like cool so you've got a group chat and of course i've got a group chat as well but mine's not a premium it's not paid or anything so i've got yeah. no like obligation towards people but because your yours is kind of like a paid service yeah, if you come in your group chat and you tell people or uh, you, you're not even telling them to do it but if you're just like oh i just bought I don't know, like, whatever coin, yeah, people will automatically buy. And mm. until a certain stage, like, this probably happens on everyone's journey, there comes a stage where you become self-sufficient and you won't do or buy things or even take trades purely because somebody else is taking it. But I feel like, as a beginner, that's basically all people doing it. They just try getting group chats, copy someone and, like, yeah. hope for the best in it. It's basically just a freestyle. Um, yeah. Even even me, I, re- I remember, like... Um, when I did kind of start trading myself and stuff, or like proper getting into it, I was seeing like people bust out trades and signals and traders, and I'm thinking, bro, like that's definitely against my bias. Like I can't even touch that trade and like, you see yeah. that, that some sort of thing. So it's like, I feel like if, like especially now because I have lost money, it's a lesson learned that any time I'm getting into something, it doesn't matter who's shilling it, who's saying what, <laughs> I have brought. I have to do my research, like, properly, not just, oh, let's go check the website, oh, it looks nice, because, you know what, do you know what Metal Mall is? Oh, uh, like, no, man. No, it's, bro, private self, and these Indian scammers, bro, they done, <laughs> bro, that's my only private self I've ever done, yeah, how's a man oh. telling me, it's done a reverse 10x, I only, oh, I think my I'm, lord, bro, it's, like, I don't think it's all profit. Like, I think it just... Like, imagine a private sort of release. They didn't even pump, bro. They just dumped. Like, just done. And the private... Yeah, getting, man bumped you. Yeah, it's getting delisted, everything. At these times, wow. they made, like, decent-looking, like, videos and drafts of the project and all these things. So, where it is, in this space, it's very, very easy to, like, get away with yeah. people's money in it. Like, it, it's, it's just a thing. There's so many ways to do it. And people go that extra length if they know it will bring in the money. Because you know what it is, yeah? Yeah. All these guys that do, like, rug pull and there's, of course, there's people out there. You can make a really shitty project and build hype. And you're going to yeah. make, let's say, I don't know, you can make something like 10K, something like that. If you actually make a good-looking project, not even good, but decent-looking project, and then, you know, you, like, build it up, you show stuff you can easily get to like 100 racks or something like that just yeah. all and cut out and like, bro, like what can people actually do like cryptos are regulated and stuff but everyone's just gonna crap bro guys are gonna be like us coming on podcasts complaining but <laughs> nothing's happening bro, we're, not, we're not getting our money back exactly though listen the way we could talk about it right or even like the quote that i learned through like stuff like thor strong etc the only real winners at the end of the day are the guys who make the coins in crypto because they'll never lose out. Luna guy, bro, his yearbook quote, right? I think it was something like, it's not enough for me to win. I want to see others fail. And look what happened. He made millions, nine figures, definitely, if not, nah, probably about nine figures, yeah, of Luna. And guess what? People were losing life savings. Families were going bust. People were having to unmortgage their yards, like, 
Um, Luna was ruining lives, yeah, and this guy came out rich, man, and nothing can stop him because he's literally untouchable, bro. From yes. at the end of the day, people can make these shit coins, right, and they're always gonna come out on top, man. Hundred mm-hmm. percent. You know, you know what it is, yeah. Especially with Luna in specific, you wouldn't expect it to fail because of the type of project it was, and like, of course, I'm saying exactly. this, but someone out there did kind of call this in it, but I don't think anybody saw it being this bad, like. You wouldn't think exactly. in like a week, Luna went to zero. I could see like, okay, cool, it had a big dump, had a big crash, whatever. The coin went from like 100 to less than like 1p now. Like that is dumb. And because it was, you know, such a high market cap project, people were putting a shit ton of money into that. And like, it's, it's fucked, isn't it? Like, bro, I can't lie. If I if I held Luna from the top or something, I'd be banging like Black Magic yeah. scores on that Dokon guy right now. <laughs> bro... I'll be pissed, man. But no, I'm happy. Do you know what? Yeah, I did. I did actually buy Luna quite high. Um, I slapped a decent amount in there. Um, I scalped some profit, like something dead, like five percent. I don't remember why, but I just cashed it all up. And usually, I don't do that. I'll take out like you know, like um, kind of like shave off the position. It wasn't leverage trading. It was just spot. At these times, yeah. it was like ninety or something, and I held it until it was like one or three. I just cashed out. Mm. So I got lucky because right now. More time, I would have probably just been holding it for a while. And you see how fast that crash happened? Like, um, nah, no, it's just, Yeah, it's just dumb, man. No comment. And even, even today, DC, they dropped um, Luna 2.0 and it went 80% down in the first few hours. Bro, it in went from like 30 bucks to 5 bucks, bro. Yeah, nah. They're, they're dusted, bro. There's no coming back. There's zero chance. What do you, what do you think has been like your worst hold, though? Like, Where's your biggest L in like all your investments? My biggest L. Um, what are we talking in terms of just like money or time? Both in it, like of course, to me, both are equally important. But what do in you terms think? of my my biggest L on time investment, right, was probably on a Roblox game that I made. I spent, I would say, about eight months. You know, all this hustling, all this like late nights, you know, no, no sleeping, all these con- this conference calls and meeting calls and AQA calls on the game just for like basically my own dev team to like backstab me, bro. So that wasted eight months of my time and they basically backstabbed me, making the project worthless because they essentially doxed the file of the project. But like all the information in it basically fucked up the whole thing. So that wasted maybe about like £6,000 on man and eight months of my time in terms of my biggest loss, in terms of money on a single investment. Uh, I probably can't even think of it off the top of my head. Yeah, no. It's pretty That's in compound. Like in compound, it's probably my losses on crypto when I first started out. Mm. But obviously that got me back in the sort of minor. You know what I think is, when, when you become a trader or you get into these things, of course it's not it's not you know, like, practical, but in a way, I feel like everybody can write off their initial losses, and there'll yeah. come a day when you really, like, gain the discipline to do things the correct way, and that's kind of your first day as, like, actually doing stuff properly, if that makes sense. Like, anybody yeah. who comes into the scene has to go through the motions and then lose money on dumb shit, be a riot, and, you know, blow it. Like, I doubt there's anyone, well, not anyone, but it's going to be very, very rare that somebody comes into, like, crypto and trading and from day one they have the discipline to like you know stick to you i don't know you risk one percent on each trade and you do all these things because that 
those are like they're like skills that are kind of built they don't just come naturally you have to kind of develop them over time and then that's how you're able to like stick to them okay so people make a lot of money in this space right like this guy's making a bag a day more than that losing that much every day and people come numb to it because mm. but think about it this way yeah imagine you had like 10 racks in front of you like cash and then one like 1k just disappeared right bro you're pissed but these times in crypto mm. people are still going to be pissed and sad yeah? but i feel like they become very like kind of desensitized to it because it's just numbers on the screen so because you started trading like so young and doing these things do you think it's kind of like i don't know like changed your view on money or like kind of made you think it's like a little bit worthless in a way because i'd assume being in your position it's just you know literally been numbers on a screen from day so how's that how's, yeah. so i guess what i'm basically <clears throat> asking is like what's your kind of like perspective on money like you know th- does it still hurt when you take like big l's and like or is it kind of just like you know you're gonna make it back and whatnot yeah um touching on that right so i learned you know a very strong lesson when i was quite young um you know i was making these i guess money off roblox but I guess I was pretty much like I was saying lonely when I was you know much younger. Like I didn't really have any friends. Um, you know, I wasn't the kid who got invited to the motors. Like, I was kind of basically excluded. So I had all this money and I always put a vision of like, oh yeah, money when I get, you know, ten thousand, twenty thousand, thirty thousand, I definitely saw way more than that in my career in Roblox and games and stuff like that. <clears throat> you know, like, I'll be happy, you know. I'll be able to like buy clothes and dress like all these influencers, you know, smile in the pics like they do when I got money, you know. But it came to a thing where eventually, you know, I, I, had, to, I had to learn that lesson and that really, you know, desensitized me from money. Like eventually, I just, I just saw money as just like figures or like numbers that I got a target for like X reason. And that main reason being to like just provide it and give it away to like, my family and my sister and my mum you know, whenever they need money, you know, I'll give it to them. Like, it's it's, 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 it's a given uh, at this point. Yeah, and, um, <clears throat> money, money kind of becomes like a means to an end. It starts becoming yeah. a tool rather than, you know, like kind of like money is basically not the end goal. And once you start realising that, you, you start understanding, you know, like this is something you just have to do so you can push it into other things or, you know, be able to provide like you are. Um, speaking on, right, of course, you're... Well, it doesn't really matter that you're younger in this scenario because a lot of people my age spend a shit ton of money on drip. I don't, I don't think I've oh, ever bought any designer and stuff here. And I know you have and you stopped. So what was like the whole thing behind that? Bro, so when I was at, you know, when I was at 12, 13, 14, earning that money or fraud was like stupid amounts that, you know, I can't even be talking about like in depth. Um... I was just blowing it on drip, man. Like, I swear, one month, I blew probably about 10,000 just on fucking drip, man. That like, stuff like Palm Angels tracksuits, Palm Angels hoodies that I still got today. Like, all this drip that obviously is my size now because when I was younger, I put it all up on size, but like, I put it all to like, wow, I think I'll be in the future. But surprisingly, I got it correct. Um, I just blew so much money on drip, right? Like, I could have invested into getting a car. Uh, I could have got, you know, fucking... Sounds dumb, obviously, until you even do it, but properties at the time that I'm into now, I could have bought, like, two of that money. So, it's just a thing where I bought all that drip when I was so much younger, because I thought that, oh, yeah, when I get this, uh, everyone's going to respect me, you know, 
they're going to know who they're fucking talking to. Da, 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 da. I'm going to get that like enjoyment that I didn't have when I was younger after I got that trip. And I had that kind of image in my mind. And when I got it, like, it was, it was like what everyone says, isn't it? People will be like, oh, is that fake? And then obviously you'll say no. And they'll be like, oh, yeah, nice. That's cold. And then go about the fuck with their day. Like, no one really gives a shit by the end of the day, man. Obviously, a few yeah, guys will come, yeah. a few guys will come to you yeah, and be like, oh, that's cold. How'd you get it? And I'll be like, kind of, I would lie, yeah, because honestly, so funny I used to when I was younger, yeah. I used to say that, that I, I just did fraud. Like, it was so much easier to explain fraud than explain <laughs> fucking game development, man. I was like, oh, yeah, I just yeah, prank no. for like, like, like I, I was telling guys, yeah, that I was refunding fucking Palm Angels when a Palm yeah, Angels method oh, wasn't even out there, fam. Because <laughs> yeah, it was that's... easier to explain it. No, no, I get you though. No, I hear it because do, do you know what it is, yeah? I can't lie, what you said is dumb as well, but at the same time, it's like, if you, you know, if you try to tell people who don't know about, you know, this side of business and trading a decent, they'll yeah. look at you like you're an idiot. Or more time, yeah, it's, it's not coming from a bad place, but a lot of people will tell you it's a scam in it because that's yeah. genuinely what they believe. They don't understand that you can make, you know, real, real money from this. And what it is to me is like, with with drip and stuff, yeah, mm. I'm I'm quite an objective person. I've never had the kind of like desire to you know buy this drip or that. Like, but I can't yeah. lie, m- most of my wardrobe is like from Primark, like my simple clothes. Like, most of my nice tops are like anime tops from like Boohoo and like other like random um, websites that I know. So yeah, like mm. do you know do you know it is like even bro even right now I'm wearing a Dragon Ball Z top like I just like anime tops in it I find them cool so I buy like what I actually like and cool there's definitely some designer out there that I do like and maybe mm. one day I would cop but you see the guys who when they go buy clothes every time if there's not a brand on it they're not copying it like there's guys like that out there right and yeah I just never understand it because it's like bro some of the design is actually so meaty like. It's, it's so exact. Yeah, and guys are copying it because the brand. So it's like, why? Why are you wasting your money? Bro, it's like blowing money on those fucking new Balenciagas, yeah, that look like wellies that were dipped into mud. And I'm just sitting there like, what the yeah, fuck are some guys doing? Like, I can get yeah that obviously some like some people they enjoy, I guess, buying designer for the fashion. And cool, if fashion's your hobby, that's definitely an expensive hobby, but go ahead, have fun. But the majority of people our age, you know, from our kind of backgrounds and where we were from and where we grew up, right, they buy the designer to impress people and they buy the designer to fit in or, like, fit this stereotype or to even just get goals, man. Like, come on, you can get goals. Yeah, man. But, like, I, I know for a fact that like, one guy will go to a goal, yeah, he'll look at me, the... He's wearing all his palm angels, yeah. And he's not going to get the goal. And a different guy will come to that goal fucking in Nike shorts, you know, bust-down Nike slides. <laughs> and the 017 pair, those bust-down ones, that free white stripes, whatever. And go to a goal. And all they're going to do is have confidence, nice hair, good hygiene, I guess, you know, be tall or be short, whatever their preference is, and just be fit, right? Like, go to the gym, and, and you know, have that good physique, and it'll definitely get that goal instead of the guy who's just banging designer ju- yeah, just yeah. to impress. Because a lot of girls can tell when a guy is just forcing it, man, trying to just try to, to, to just to mm. get with money. And the but only you know, thing, you'll, hmm? I was gonna say, like, one thing, 
like taking taking advice from you might be a bit mince, bro. Your your track record with girls and that. It's not no, honestly, <laughs> <laughs> honestly, I've got something to discuss publicly, man. Like. You know what I'm saying? Nah, <laughs> it is a thing it. where, nah, man. Obviously, where I'm from, um, right now I'm living for like a couple, of, two, three, three years, I guess now. Like mainly, uh man. All that's here is either psychotic girls or blatant manipulators or just severe cases of just holes. And just ran through women. Like, I know the story of a girl that I really hope that someone that I know doesn't fucking, like, bait me. Is that she basically, um, she's, um, the year below me, you know. And she basically got whacked in the back of a G-Wagon by, like, four or five niggas, man. With her friend. And that's the kind of, that's the kind of goals that niggas are expecting me to get with. I'm just like, nah, man. That's actually all that is here. And I kind of blame to say, there's a lot of really good girls, a lot of really, you know, strong-minded, have their goals in front of them women in the UK for sure, just that I can't find them or they're not in my age bracket of how young I am. And that usually comes around, that kind of mentality usually comes around when they're much older. So which is why I always make jokes about going for mums because... <laughs> that's like the only thing that I really have left because you know, women my age that I find they either have no aspirations they're yeah. too induced into drugs alcohol partying all the time going club when they're like 15 14 even 16 going club stepping club whatever you know taking fucking meth cocaine crap whatever you want to name it yeah, I can guarantee I can name three girls that, that took it that I've probably spoken to the past my man said, like, you're living in the plot of Breaking Bad or something. No, listen, man. When I tell you, when I tell you, that, oh, man, the stories that I can tell this podcast, but I'm not going to keep it short. Man, it's just that I can't find women that are, like, even remotely like me. Obviously, I like my anime, yeah. And even just finding a normal girl who likes anime is difficult. And then I've got to find a normal girl who likes anime, then has life aspirations and strong goals. And then also, is like calm with like going out to eat, you know, have like a healthy relationship. And that's basically like three things that you can't find together. So obviously my chat record, yeah. I think I'm a really good guy, yeah. It's just that the women that I invest my time into is bad. You know, I'm happy to say the most I've ever spent on like a goal purely that I've not like refunded or anything or the money back for was probably about 150 max, who isn't my mom. Sister, no, so, that's that, no, that's not that bad. But do you know what it is? Yeah, one one thing I guess that's kind of jarring for you now, and I've I've said this in a group chat before. Like, if you can, right? It's not by force, of course. Like, you know, you can't really decide when to have a girl. But if you kind of have a girl when you're down instead of when you're up, it's kind of better because if she stays with you all the way to when you're up, you know, like, you know, she was really with you from the jump. But if you're like you're already up and you've got money and then a girl's yeah. getting with you then it's a bit techie in it because you don't know yeah, yeah, like, yeah. What you get but i think i think you mentioned this before like one thing you kind of do you don't really show that you know you've got money or like you do these things initially yeah and you kind of like let girls pay on dates and stuff if they're willing to and stuff as well so i think i think that is quite a smart way to go about it how long would you spend let's say you got with a girl now yeah how long would you give it until you tell her how much money you really make 
Well, realistically, uh, they, they have to know figures, like good figures, until we're living together. Because what's their issue knowing how much I make, yeah, when, when we ain't even living together? Like, they don't have to, guess, watch my pockets. Um, They can know what I do. They can know if I'm, like, good on money or bad on money at the time, but they ain't got to know if, like, oh, yeah, I've got 100K in the bank, uh, 50K in the bank, or oh, I make, like, this much a year, this much a month. <laughs> Obviously, I don't mind discussing business plans and talking about figures in that plans with my with, with a goal, right? Um, with, with my goal, if I get one at the time. But, like, it, it, it's a thing where I'm not really going to tell, I guess, a woman how much I'm making until we're living together. Um, yeah, because at, at that point, you know, we're going 50-50 on the rent and stuff like that. Like, they, yeah, no, they can have it, their money and their job, uh, my money and my job. Mm-hmm. So, okay, cool. So, of course, it's going to differ, like, from your background and, like, you know, wherever you're from and your culture and yeah. stuff as well. But when you're married and stuff, you want your, like, wife to work, right? Because you yeah. said you wanted to have aspirations, so I'm assuming you kind of wanted to, like, have a job and have kind of, like, ambitious career goals and whatnot, oh, right? Well, of course. Like, um, to get into that, but the most attractive, like, not even to, like, just drag it in it, but one, like, one of the most attractive things that I've ever heard when I was talking to, like, um, this woman was that she wants to get into, like, finance and, and accounting and was, like, super serious about it, yeah. Had everything planned out, had relatives in that sector, had a, had an apprenticeship that she, 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 I'm just going to, you know, work towards and get. She had super good grades, like A's, B's and stuff like that, yeah. And that was definitely one of the most, if not the most, um, like, I guess, nice thing. I would never say that I want to have, like, a stay-at-home mom. Nah, 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 I don't want that. You know, a lot of guys want that. A lot of I want to be like, oh, I'm gonna provide fully for my family. That's not me, man. I'll be real. Like, obviously, I've my what about my wife. She has yeah. kids on that. Like, if she has kids, yeah, like you can bang work leave. Like, man's gonna pay for the house. Like, that. Like, I don't care paying for like one, two years worth of bills as long as after that thing's done, yeah, you're back into like, your work and stuff like that. Like, mm, with my wife, I just feel like she has to have that that not even a degree, but that like, experience or like a good job. I don't care how much she's earning. You know, I'm not really picky. I don't really care. But as long as it's something that she's worked towards, uh, okay, and, okay, you, you know... Yes, it's like the principle, in it? Like, you want it yeah, to... Yeah, the principle... Like it's a principle where, like, you're working for yourself. You're your mm-hmm. own woman. You, you could live by yourself if you have to. But obviously, me and you are together, so that's not an issue. I don't care about paying, like, 70, 30 on rent or 80, 20 on rent and then, like, splitting it on bills and stuff like that. I don't give a shit. As long as you're working and providing to the family, that's all that really matters with me. Like, as long as, you know, you feel like being a lawyer when you're younger and you become a lawyer or an accountant, become an accountant or officer and become an officer of the law, I don't care what you do as long as, you know, you have, you have actual goals and aspirations of even, like, opening a business or stuff like that. Like, I, like I, I'll support you. It's cool. That's what really matters to me, isn't it? Wouldn't you, wouldn't you like, prefer to, like, work with you or like on the same stuff or like imagine like your wife was your personal assistant or something like that and then yeah. of course especially you because you've got better ventures and stuff kind of yeah do you get, do you get it? like do you know when you bring somebody else in externally you can't really tell them 
everything about what you do and stuff, right? But if it's your wife, yeah. you can, you literally tell her everything in detail. Yeah, everything. The numbers and like, do you get it? So, yeah. wouldn't that that would basically be our deal for you? Um, so what we are talking about? Obviously, my wife, like the same way that I want to work as actually now I thought about it, a salesman, you know, I want to work in that B two B um enterprise sales, tech sales, stuff like that, right? The same way that I want sales as my job and then property as my secondary and then trading and mentoring as my tertiary, is like your third, whatever, um, is the same way that like I'm calm with like my wife working a job and then I bring her into trading and I also bring her into like other possible passive income or even just general income things she can do on the side that maybe I don't personally do that she can work on and like build herself other income that I'll help her support my wife. That, that, like I'm fucking Kanye or something to get into that other income and to build, you know, her worth more up, her CV more up, you know, how to get, how to do this, where to get that, you know, I'll help with like negotiations, emails, contracting, whatever she was to get into. Like obviously, I don't mind you. Like I'll give my wife my second incomes and then even put her onto other ones. Like I'll give her links to my like my family members to get into like food or like accounting or like financing or like typewriting or e-commerce, whatever. Yeah, yeah no. I hear it still. So with your with your kids and stuff, yeah. Cool. So like you can't explain what you want from your wife, but with your with your kids and stuff, would you want them to like kind of like do the whole like I don't know, like what would you expect from your kids and then I'll tell you like what I kind of do like would you want them to get into like nine to five and uni and like these things or you know? yeah cool um honestly whatever one makes my kid a good sustainable income that'll make them happy and two you know they'll be educated and knowledgeable with that i guess career path that's calm like the only thing that i'll ban my kid from boy or girl is stripping and porn you're not ever touching that shit like you're never going to into a career with that shit. But aside from that, like, if he tells me, hey, dad, I want to be a bartender, you know, I'm, I'm going to enjoy it a lot. I really like the career path. Then go be a bartender, man. Like, I'll help finance for your apartment when you're bagging work experience. If he tells me, I want to become a doctor, you know, I'll pay for your uni. You know, if he tells me that I want to fucking, I don't know, clean bins, then obviously that's a, there's a line drawn there. Like, you go and be certain, you know, proper. But, you know, even though bin workers, they earn a shit of money, in my, in my opinion. But regardless, um, as long as it's something to where, you know, it makes them happy and it comes with a qualification, like an apprenticeship or a degree, then, you know, that's all I really want for my kids. I don't care if it's a nine to five. Obviously, I'll help my kids get other incomes. I'll help build their portfolio early. Whatever makes them happy long term, you know, they could do that. Like, my kids are not going to live off me. You know, I'm cut off my funds to them. The only funds that they'll ever be able to, um, to, um, to receive from me is stuff like help with bills, apartments, and uni and education. They ain't receiving jack shit apart from that, I'd be wrong. No, I hear it still. Because, do you know what it is? Yeah, I feel like, of course, this is kind of like, you know, just basing it off what I've seen. But rich, rich people sometimes have like stuck up kids and stuff in it. But that's, oh, like, I guess, yeah. kind of like a, like, not a stereotype, but something you can kind of assume. Uh, that's because you see the people that did become rich in their family, let's say their parents or grandparents, 
to get to that level of success and you know fight like wealth it's, it's a lot of character building and those people end up becoming like i guess you could say good or like developed people so you see when yeah. kids just get these handouts like Oh man! Like they, when they have that mentality from the get go, they don't really get that character building. But you see me when when my baby is like two year, bro. Every night when the baby sleeps, I'm gonna put AirPods in to its ears and start playing ICT videos like the original. Master, get them for that's the same energy as like mums who make their kids bang football from like fucking when they can take their first <laughs> steps, man. Like bro, master project and bumpy now, bro. I'm calling it Project ICT, man. Like, I'm trying um, to play the best trader in the world. Man. By the time he's like 15, he should have gone clear from any fam, trader out there. Trust me, yeah. When my kid's out the womb, yeah, I'm ripping them out my wife's hands. I'm putting in AirPods, yeah. And I'm, I'm going to start blasting like a whole chart so they are, you know, real estate, level six qualification program, audio book into his ace, fam. So by the time he's eight, yeah, He's about to have fucking mansions and earn like millions. Start playing like them TikTok motivational videos and like them. Word, from the womb, fam. I'm about to start playing fucking Andrew Tate motivational talks from the womb. Oh, you know, okay, cool. So, like, speaking of business and stuff, yeah, for, um, so, would you let me shit on your chest? What? You're what? Are you good? <laughs> I know, but ten, ten mil, ten mil. Can I, can I piss you off for a bag? Nah, not a bag, but bro, ten money bags. talks in it, bro. Everything's got a price. I'll do it. Uh, money talks, yeah. Twenty bags, PayPal, right now. Can I shit in your mouth? Yeah, if you give it cash, bro, I'm, I'm on anything, bro. Wow, oh bro. my lord, bro. Business is business, bro. Something now, obviously, you know what I'm saying? It's not the it's not the intention behind it. It's like so it's not it's not the action, it's the intention behind it. The same way that if man gets my asshole fucked right now, yeah, for a mil, yeah, I'm not gay, man. I was yeah, I, I was just making real, money, innit? Yeah, I was just making money, yeah, yeah. Business and pleasure aside, but you know, with your scenario, sometimes they can be together. So mm. what <laughs> <laughs> Oh, but cool. So, what's what's like? What's next for you? Nick? Of course, I know I know you're doing a lot of things now, and yeah. you're kind of putting the roots for lots of different businesses. I don't think people even know like you've got that NFT side to um, mm. CC and whatever. So, obviously, um, with my um group CC, I guess that Slack. I guess promo in some aspects that, but I essentially charge wait, wait, about hundred. I've got a question though. Do you, do you yeah. think you have the uh, best CC in the scene? <laughs> 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 you're trying to start sign, aren't you? <laughs> no, it's calm, it's calm. Because no, right now you're the only CC in the scene, isn't it? So yeah, kind of like with recent actions. Yeah, obviously there's crypto choppers, but you know what I'm saying. You know what I'm saying. Kind of serious. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I, I can't, shout I can't talk to you, controversies. Yeah, shout out to you, the hard, the hard, the hard, the hard. But, um, go on, go on, go on. but besides the point, yeah, um, just talking about it, man, uh, right now, I guess I am the only CC aside from them, but with my group, I charge about 100 a month, and what I do, we provide that one to one calls, live group sessions, you know. We're going to be having over like 20, 30 documents going over concepts that are even out in the space. 
and are in the space being you know, a quite long. Cause obviously, ICT has long as shit for all of his concepts, right? I know a lot of guys would pay money to have that shit, you know, compounded and just like made short and snappy so that they can learn it quickly. And I do advertise that I do reteach a lot of, I guess, concepts that are already out there, but I also do teach new things like, like, like the model that I personally trade. That I know no one else trades that model um, specifically in detail like, like I do in it. So, do you know what it is like? I think one of one of the things that I really fuck with, and I think people don't appreciate, yeah, for somebody your age to kind of have this much structure, because do you remember that like six figure crypto guy? Bro, yeah. I think he's your age, cool man. That that was a whole shit show, and it's like yeah. a lot of young people. Of course, it's like, of course, it was his fault in it, but a lot of young people are kind of rational. They might see money and say, "Fuck it, like if this makes me money, like let's just jump into it," sort of thing. But you see, with you, you've mm. got a lot of structure, bro. There's not a lot of you know premiums out there doing one-to-ones as regularly as you you know got yeah. a whole calendar so well, i've i've been in your premium for a while so i'm seeing yeah. everything you're teaching everyone you're bossing signals you know giving a lot of alpha and whatever so that that is one thing i really really fuck with because there's not a lot of men out there balancing like this many things and especially at your age so it's, it's kind of crazy but yeah gone like what's what's kind of next because now i feel like you're pretty much you know doing everything so yeah, obviously, do go give a bit of credit, you know, 36, you know, he's younger than me, and he's in, like, watches and mentoring and, like, crazy up in the forest, and, like, he's killing it. But um, back on target, uh, with my group, you know, I give one-to-one calls, live group sessions, um, just general, you know, mentoring. Um, we're making, like, 20, 30-plus, I guess, PDF files on, like, everything that I know and that my partner, you know, shout out to him, amazing guy. Oh, I met him in the in the Roblox scene. Actually, he was a major customer on my game. He actually spent like a bag on my game, if not more. I um I see uh ICA, um Inner Circle affiliate, sick guy. His win rate is crazy. Forex game is killing it. Funded, he's got that. He's a boy. Well, he's a certain trader, yeah. and everyone you know in the scene that comes to like you know meet ICA, you know, vouches for man man because he knows his shit. Um, you know, he don't go enough credit to his name and like he really deserves that credit and that popularity. Like even more than me sometimes. Apart from that, you know, he's helped me out with my group, right? He's making these PDF files, he's giving out, you know, mentoring one to ones, he's killing it. Live group sessions, he's killing it. You know, everything, you know, top fucking, you know, let's say top G, whatever about him, innit? So not um that's I say about him, I got a guy called Tony who works the uh, NFT side of my group. So we, we also give NFTs alongside mentorship and signals. And he's uh, resuming that um, June and he kills it. All of his NFT calls, fucking probably 2x man best bag. I put in two bags, you know, a week later, I, I up like five bags because he knows his shit about NFTs. And um, I also do, yeah, he's crazy. I also do private sales. In the past, um, I've done GTP and a few others. A few others already got released and successfully under the law, we made some good money off them all. And currently, we're waiting on one called GTP Protocol. Hopefully, this podcast ages well and that pays me out nicely. But apart from that, um, I'm resuming my, my uh, private sales again back in July 15th when the whole summer holiday starts. Or, uh, you know, end of, I guess end of June, I would say. Since you know exam season next month, you know it's uh May now. I got some tests and shit 
June, obviously, inshallah, I'd, I'd do good then so I can get um, grades that I need to get to uh, get some apprenticeships and stuff like that. But um, right real, now, real quick, I mean, um, yeah. real quick, how, so you listed a lot of different things. How much does your group cost again? Okay. About £100 or like a 500 one-time payment. One-time payment, right, cool. No, I was, I was just going to say, because I remember like you you don't charge a lot. That is, for what you're providing, is cheap. And even the signals and stuff, yeah. Usually, I'm not an advocate of signals, but if you're in my group, yeah. you know this. There's only a handful of people that I always advocate for and I will say, okay, cool. If you really want signals, go join these people. And Keeks is one of them. And what it is, is like, th- this is what I meant before, like a lot of people automatically kind of assume somebody's charging more so you know it's going to be sick it's not always like that you ha- you have to do your research and stuff in it you have to like proper like get into yeah. it but i think right now you've got spaces as well so if somebody's listening and, and you're interested i think keeps got a couple more spaces so you can go check that out and it's not i'm going to put it below in the youtube and stuff when i post it on youtube so it's all going to be there but go on Karen. but yeah man honestly <laughs> Uh, I've got a journal as well that you can literally see my my track record of all my signals, all my, my wins get posted, all my losses get posted. To add on to that, I post all proof that, you know, I'm profitable, my withdrawals, how much I put in my trades. Since, since I guess a lot of guys um don't do that, and that, obviously, I don't want to use it as like a thing where like, oh, yeah, da 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 I earned this much, these are all my trades, you should come join me, blah, 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 blah. It's more so a thing to where I can give people assurance that, you know, when they come to me, they're not about to get fucked up or something, um, or like lose lose money. Since I know that I'm profitable, and I manage my risk, you know. Shout out to Omar because he also gave away about this, uh, about me. But I manage my risk in my trades extremely well, and I use a certain amount. You know, I use one percent portfolio of trade. I aim for a solid, you know, three to five R, and with my I guess hit rate, it's I guess about half. So I lose when I win one. And because I'm hitting for about 3-5 R on a winning trade, you know, I can take three losses and make that back up more, which I do and that I've shown I've done in the past. And then you can see on my journal, my wins and my losses. Like you scroll back and calculate everything. I see how much R I'm getting in about a week or a month. That I would like to say in a week, you know, fares given fares, I'm taking at least in a week 30 R. In the week of this podcast that I'm making this right now, um, we've hit about 40, I would say 40 R. And thoughts can vouch for this since obviously he's in my group and a lot of other guys in the scene can like vouch for this and like say if I'm capping or something. Because they're all in my group and like I've got a lot of top traders here that are in my group. And because obviously we network and some I even got plans of you know linking up and like, discussing shit if we're just meeting in general. Yeah, yeah. And like, yeah, it's it's hard still. How, what do you think about kind of, like, you know, meeting with people? I feel like people are, like, quite reserved. And I've said this mm. before, but um, next season on my podcast, I kind of want most of it to be in person. And I know... Oh, yeah, yeah. Like, I know for a fact that there's certain men I'm going to ask. And, you know, like, it's, it's not that deep, but they probably won't come on because they don't want to show face in it. Might as well drag yeah, them I'm on calm, and put, like, bro. a belly on or put a paper bag on something. But, you see... That was the yeah, obviously that's calm, yeah. I'll come, yeah, but I'm wearing a fucking clown mask or something, man. <laughs> no, I hear it, I hear it. Like, some people genuinely don't want to be out there because of where they're from or, like, how yeah. much money they... You know, even the idea of, like, you said you told people that you, you got your money from a different means rather than trading. And yeah. 
sometimes when you're from like dodgy areas, if people know you're getting bread, you can kind of get along and stuff. So I do understand it to an extent, but yeah. I feel like even in the sense of business and networking, if you can link up with people and meet them, and you genuinely get along, it's so much easier well, to work and build relations. Honestly, you can build really good friendships. Yeah. Like I always say, don't mix you know friends like close friends, family with your business rap. But you can make close friends in the business that are already linked in that business manner and that friends manner. So with me, rap, I've even got a list of my notepad. Yeah, I've got about 12 names, 10 names, all reputable guys. You know, I'm not going to start dishing out shout outs since some guys might feel an like angle if I don't shout them out. Um, but, you know, I've got a lot of really close guys that, you know, I can give credit to that I've definitely got plans about meeting, right? Um, even you are uh, possibly eventually, because only you know meet someday, you know grab food, whatever. With me and people on the Christmas space, yeah, the same way you say that a lot of guys probably kind of like dodgy areas, it's the same way I can talk about that a lot of guys do not meet people just because you know them on crypto. The amount of stories that I've heard on stain shit, on you know linking crypto crypto friends, right, and get yourself robbed is uh, is immense. Um. Honestly, with the guys that I'm meeting, all of them, yeah, I'm meeting them in Central, in a cafe, and we're getting coffee and breakfast or and breakfast or lunch. And, you know, bring, you know, a laptop, if you want, I don't really care, and just sit down and just talk, you know, maybe go out and do something, but obviously in Central and public. So a tip that I give to everyone who wants to meet these guys over crypto, no matter how friendly, no matter how cool you're with them, right, meet them somewhere open, and like a lot of eyes around you. So like central London, like a cafe, like I said, is like my, my main spot whenever I meet someone new over like business or crypto or whatever I do essentially. Just 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 in general even. Yeah, just just as a precaution in it. No, I hear it still because at the end of the day, yeah, you don't you don't know most men and you, just because yeah. somebody's a certain way online, you don't know what's gonna happen. You don't know them. Life, it? Yeah, exactly. it's, it, you don't know it's them. really booky in it. So unless you know how to like you know, do your fighting and like dumb things. Yeah, I I say just do stuff in a safe way, innit? But nah, God. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> obviously, right? You can be a guy on crypto. Yeah, he'll tell you he's just like five foot eight. You know, I come from let's say fucking fucking. I come from uh China, right? Five foot eight, really honest guy, really you know nice person. He's very smart in the scene. You meet him and suddenly he's like four five six foot six plus. Black guys with bellies weird at the exact location you asked for. Feel about to kidnap you, rob you, take your shoes off, um, strip you butt naked and leave you there, fam. And it's, it's just your own fault for linking for linking them, man. Yeah, people are ruthless, man. You gotta stay safe. Yeah. You can't, you can't and this dunya's finished. Yeah, yeah, it's tight, man. But <laughs> so, what? How much do you think? Like, you know the idea of like networking and stuff, right? Mm. Because you're in so many industries you have a lot to give. You know, you can put yeah. a lot on the table. So when you do network with people, not, for example, like, let, let's say us, yeah, when, like, not in a bad way, but I don't really use your resources. And yeah. We, like, we, but we still, like, fuck with each other and I'm in your GC and sometimes, you know, people ask questions and stuff and I'll help them out. Like, I'll show them two, two things the way I do it. And, of course. Like, I guess you could say that's kind of like the business side of it. That's, like, indirectly without even having an agreement or saying yeah 
I'm kind of in there like helping people and that's kind of like you know you're happy with me being there because yeah you know, I'm not just kind of like leeching off you so how do you find that balance with people in general like how do you kind of you know like get people and network with them and decide like okay this is somebody I want to like network with and you know and certain when you don't All right. so the way that I see it right I like to network with guys who've either won grown with me in that you know work I guess, environment. Two, who are already killing it. Three, have, like, something to offer or, or like, a big, I guess, audience behind them. Or four, like, come, like, are doing something that I completely know nothing about. Like, I'll network with guys who do watches because I know shit about watches. I networked with guys in property because at the time I didn't know shit about property. I networked with people in crypto because at the time I was getting more deeply into crypto. There's so many guys that know things that you don't know anything about. And it's just good to see in general, even if, I guess, mm, with, with the quote that someone could be a worse tra- trader than you, you can definitely learn things off them because you haven't studied 100% of the material over the entire internet, right? And they may know something that you don't. And, when they tell you that something, yeah, it will push you up just that extra edge, right? So with even with smart money concepts, yeah, I was friends with this guy. Um, I forgot his name now, and I saw him like marking up these two candles consecutively. I was like, "What the fuck is that?" And like, "Why is it working?" He's like, "Oh, bro, this is an order book." And I was like, "What's that?" He's like, "Oh, this da, 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 accumulation of orders, whatever, whatever." He explained it to me. And um, that's when I started getting smart money. And if I had not spoken to that guy, it probably w- it would have been months later when, I guess, smart money got retail, as people like to call it, and stuff like that, even though it already is retail, if you know, you know, in depth, like that, that kind of stuff. Um, I would not be in the position that I am today if, I'm not, if not for that person who, I guess, brought me into smart money and even told me, you know, one, two bits about it. And after that, I demanded, you know, due diligence on it and learn about that kind of stuff. So yeah. I'll network with just, just, just about anyone, honestly. Like, even if you're a newbie, yeah, I will network you and, like, see what your aspirations are. Like, I don't really discriminate, but as long as you're, like, motivated, have a goal in mind and a target and can bring something of significance or goals of significance, you know, to the table, then, you know, obviously shout me, you know, ask calm. Yeah, and do you know what it is, yeah, people are kind of like stocks as well, like, of course, yeah. you know, see people as people, don't kind of like dehumanise them, but at the end yeah. of the day, yeah, like you said, a noob could come to you, but, you know, when you see potential in someone, you know, they have like a high ceiling, let's say, and you know, if you invest a bit of your time into them to help them and teach them, it's going to come back to you, and like, exactly. course, not, don't do it purely because, you know, you're trying to get something out of people, but yeah. that's kind of like a good way to just build relationships, especially, you know, you're an educator, I'm an educator to an extent as well, and it's like, you know, if if that's your genuine passion of, like, you like, help, like helping people, teaching people, that's one of the best things you can find, where somebody's come to you, and even if they're brand new, they've just got that, like, right mindset, like, it appeals to you straight away, so then it's like, yeah. you know, like, you genuinely like helping them, because I think, even you, like, you might have experience with this, but you might have people that are in your premium and they're probably not making use of all the resources because I feel like, um, of course, I don't have your calendar, right? But I'm assuming that you get the same 
sort of people kind of booking once one to ones rather than like yeah everyone um, in group chat, right? Bro, of course. Like, I'll I, I'll always announce. Yeah, here's the link. Here's my calendar. Book one to ones. I I can literally flip your life around and turn you profitable and consistent in no more than three weeks of consistency from you coming to me. And obviously, some guys take the hint. Some guys don't. You know, it's whatever. They're their own person. They paid for my service, but I really do care about, you know, my members. I really want to make other people money with me because I've come to actually love, I guess, the game now and the whole premium thing. You know, I've come to love it. Um, I heard this off a guy, right? Like, as long as you're bringing stuff to the table and as long as you're being consistent and fulfilling the wishes of the people that are coming to you for your service, like, I don't really care you know, how much you charge, I don't really care what the anger is, but as long as you're actually, I'm, I'm giving out good, then that's all that matters at the end of the day. So, this is a thing where, you know, I'm giving out all this shit, saying, come to me, I can teach you this, you know what I'm saying? And some guys do, some guys don't, and the guys that do, I'm consistently seeing book one-to-ones every one to two weeks, if not multiple times in a week, and they're growing at a rapid weight rate there's, a, there's one guy um hazy hazy in my group also merging young meds whatever you call him uh the, the, the poma another sick guy um i can't even think of all my students right now man but these guys yeah. are consistently coming to me right and the, the change in their trading is fucking crazy um hazy hazy whatever right in a two-hour zoom call i explained to him rbs obs inducement sessions, internal and external, and a few other concepts. Um, da, 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 and then I gave him my training model. Not even a day later, he's coming to me with track record and PL. Next day, more PL. Next day, he even gave me a trade to take. I took it and I made like a shit ton of money because it ran like 10R. And that's 10R from a fucking student in three days from learning my model. Hazzy is not killing it right now. So this is a thing where, like I said in my announcements, like that, right? if you come to me for two weeks and you're doing a due diligence, I can tell you from what you know what a fucking altcoin is into killing it. On Forex or crypto, whatever you want to use, because end of the game, all that matters to me is that, that there's, there's candles and there's liquidity. I can trade it. Yeah, 100%. And do you know what it is, Joe? It's just kind of like, it's, it's always that same thing it's so basic but that nothing beats hard work because these students you're listening i would have mentioned the same names because i pay attention and i've seen you know these lot progress and i'm seeing them post trades and like they're getting better and they're like you know hitting constantly so it's like oh yeah one student all my days um hmm. oh fuck i can't use his government name because i know the guy in person yeah i know, <laughs> a I know lot. what you're on about yeah 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 uh fchrz let's call him let's call him f rat so f this guy he's joined my group he knew nothing about crypto he he, he didn't know what an exchange was he didn't know what, what the fuck a long was or even what support resistance was yeah or what trends are he joined my group two three months later he's doing the best setups an in-depth analysis in detail about liquidity that I'm 9%, 99.9% of 
of, I guess, the space, won't even be able to explain in the depth and detail that he has. He even, you know, mentioned some shit that I haven't even known about because he's just doing that much, you know, due diligence to research in, into liquidity and, like, the, I guess, like, the in-depth details of the, um, I guess, analysis that we use today. So this guy is crazy, man. And he's, you know, going for funded and will, I guarantee in June be funded, if not July, because obviously we go exams. So in July, be funded at least 20K, if not 50K and earning money. Because he's been so consistent. He's been coming to one-to-ones. He's been coming to group sessions. He's been coming to us for every small question he has. And we've been, you know, you know giving out that information to him. And he's just, you know, stockpiling it up, revising it. And he's coming to me with trades that I take and that I earn money from. He came to me not even last week with a GU trade that ran like 5R, if not 7AR, right? And that's that off a student. Again, once again, off a student that has just been taking in information. And this is a guy that, that I know in person and he can vouch for the group like crazy because he would not be able to know anything if you just let like, you know, put off R trading is so hard, it's so boring. I'm just going to stick to my job. And now he has that second income coming in alongside his job. And he even came to me before being like, oh, look at all this stuff. Look at all this progress. You know, you really helped me. This and that. You know, I appreciate it. And, you know, that means a lot. Like That's what I want from all my students to come to me with. And they can all come to me with that if they, I guess, you know, tap in with the content and the stuff that I'm providing. Yeah, man. I would... I was going to say, like, I've said this on uh, some of my other episodes, but you know that feeling you get from kind of, like, helping people and seeing the progress? That feeling of is, course, like, unmatched man. in the sense, like, you can't, like, of course, you make a shit ton of money and it'll make you happy, yeah? But that's a different sort of feeling because you're doing oh, it for people. Man. Like, Bro, with, this, with two guys, right, Umar and Hussein and Palmer, other students of mine, right, they came to me from like the signals that I've been giving out and they've been showing me crazy profits like in the thousands even and I'm just like you know I'm actually out here um, having these guys make salaries in days I'm just like right you know obviously I've got to sit down I've just got a deep like, that's fucking crazy that you know there's actually guys out there there's people in the group that are like making £10 profit off my trades but there's also guys making like 10000 profit off my trades and then, obviously, I, I, I was going to be grateful for that in a sense and um, be like, wow. And it's a very euphoric feeling. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I think, yeah, it's like, do you know what it is? It's kind of like the butterfly effect. Like, you can yeah. do very, very small things for people and then that's going to lead on to, like, so many good things. Like, of course, there's somebody, like you said, that might be making, like, £10 now. But yeah. that £10 is a start of something where in a year's time you might be paying for, like, you know, that person, or as in you help that person, like, pay and provide for their whole family, purely because exactly, you taught them a skill set and stuff. So it's, it's just crazy, man. It goes a long way. And it, like, yeah. this is what I always say, like, when you have a lot to give, just give it out. Because not everyone does. Not everyone's built with that sort of, like, personality or mindset where they can help people and, you know, yeah. give, like, a part of themselves out. But if you can, you should always do it. When you can do good, only good comes out of it. Exactly. The whole, like, put on mentality is really I guess you know institutionalised and like you know socialised to everyone like a lot of guys in my opinion are oh, the issue that I see a lot of people they want to do everything solo and they ain't going to give no handouts nothing 
that's cool. Do that. If that's what makes you feel the best about yourself, go ahead. But there's never no bad in taking a hand out or taking, like, or, or even, you know, giving out a hand because that, that'll only bring good to you, you know, only bring, I guess, good karma, you know, in a sense, or like, you know, good givings in, in, the, in the future to you because they may come back here yeah, and become this sick guy in whatever field you are going down in. And because you gave that handout, they're now busting back to you, if not, you know, giving you money or giving you, you know, outlets or networks that they made on their own journey after you helped them. You know, only good will come out of it. And only, I guess, money, if there's something, you know, revolving money, like trading, like the same way that, you know, I took trades from my students and that made me money, teaching them will only give out good. Yeah, yeah. And do you know what it is, yeah? Another thing is that um, how you just said that taking a handout from someone or taking help from someone is not a bad thing. Like, yeah. if the way you said that some of these students started two or three months ago and like they're doing this now, bro, they'd never be there if they didn't have a mental. Like, of course, in this exactly. case, you're the mental, but if they don't have any mental at all, there's it's going to be very, very rare that in two or three months somebody starts making that sort of progress and understanding these sort of like, I guess you could say like deeper concepts so having a mentor especially if you're starting out is always a good thing just build some yeah. foundational knowledge and then have somebody there to give you that guidance and put you in the right direction because you're gonna skip so much of the process it's like oh it's just crazy man and time yeah. is very valuable so the quicker you can do it and the quicker you can do you know another thing about mentors right to become a trader and stuff you have to make mistakes because that's what you yeah. learn from right it's kind of like they've made those mistakes for you. Now they're teaching you exactly what to do and what not to do. So if you can kind of take that, if you can learn from somebody else's mistakes, and I always say this to my friends in real life, like instead of trying to just learn from your own mistakes and, you know, having to firm L's and stuff, look at other people and see what's going wrong sometimes. And you can also take away from that and apply it to yourself and be like, that's what you need to avoid. So like having a mental does a lot. And I'm not even just saying this to like, you know, show, I have a mental Omar, he was he was on one of my podcasts, and yeah. I'm telling you, like I was I was in trading for a while. I was in trading for a few months before that, and having a mental versus not having one is a crazy, crazy difference. Trust me, it's, it's mad. So exactly, it's a thing where um, you know, what I always say to people first, you know, don't come to my group, like don't as like your <laughs> in a way as your first thing, yeah. Do not come to my group of money out. You know, saying, "Oh, let me give you all of this. I want to get in trading." What I like to do, right? I like to say, "Cool, you want to get into trading." And if you're on my Snapchat, you've seen me post quite a lot. I will be like, "Message me. I have five videos and two channels that you can go over." Right? So they'll snap me and be like, "Oh, hey, can I have the links, please?" I'll send them the five videos, yeah, and two channels. Now, be at them. Watch all of this, right? revise and learn their content if you have any difficulty or if you want to learn even further beyond that you can message me and jump jump my, my mentorship group and since i started doing that my replies and the amount of people applying to join it has shot up like crazy because they'll go through that content they'll say thank you i really appreciate it they'll come back you know a week two weeks later i'll be like bro this shit is crazy I really appreciate you know you helped me out. You saved me a, a bunch of time. And I'll be like, okay, cool. Send me your details. I want 
you know, join your group and trade like you do, I'll be like, come. And even with that, right, I'll like to say to everyone, you know, have like the basic stuff down, like know what support resistance is, know what candles are, and ha- and have an exchange, and you know, know how to put money in and out, um, of like the exchange before you join a group, because that because that will save so much time. Yeah, yeah. You want some of the basics in it. Yeah, okay. You yeah, want some of like, just the have, like the basics. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Like have the foundational knowledge, and then join a group. I'd also recommend you know go through what's on the internet. It's on the internet, there's so much content that you can really look into, and you know I would really say go through that content and then decide if you require a mentor or if you don't. Because a mentor will basically like it's like obviously you watch DBZ, right? Having a mentor is like having a hyperbolic yeah. time chamber for that content. So what you can get done in probably a year on YouTube and internet knowledge, a mentor can speed run you in like two months. Yeah, yeah, 100%, definitely. Because, you know, like I said before, they, they, you're literally taking their experience. As long as you've got a good mentor who can teach and stuff, yeah, you're yeah. literally getting all their experience and then transferring it to like your own sort of journey. So, yeah, man, I've, I've, right now, like especially after having it like first time, I think it's a must. Like It just kind of mm. has to be done should be the standard but um yeah so i think the last thing that i kind of want to touch on before we wrap it up here so mm. you see when you were a kid yeah did you ever like, yeah. go to a playground and like, start eating rocks and that um obviously when i was a kid yeah fam about a story that happened when i was younger yeah <laughs> it's a game man for mario in it and i yeah. don't know what got into me fam but I can't remember too tough in deal. Like, you know, them ones where, like, you can remember snippets of you from, like, five years ago, but you can't remember yeah. in depth, right? Fam, mm-hmm. we was in a playground, yeah. We were butt naked, and we were sprinting, fam, like, maximum speed. Yeah. I was, like, I was, like, six, if not seven or five, yeah. I was oh, butt naked up. doing... I was butt naked going down the street running, fam. I have no clue how feds weren't called. I have no clue how to get into trouble. We was butt cheap naked, sprinting and screaming, fam. So I have to say, you know, I I have done a few, you know, rock eating level activities in my, you know, my life. Like, know. This is this is how I know you're like, really a light skin still. Like I bro, I'm brown skin, bro. I'm brown skin, man. <laughs> but no, man, Keats, it's been it's been a pleasure having you on there, man. This is this has been a good yeah. episode, still, man. And I feel like, I feel like genuinely, yeah, like knowing on the Dick Crowley thing, I feel like people do underrate what you do, especially because you have a little bit of a bad past with your initial trading experience in the community. But I think like once people do see past that and see like, you know, everything you're providing, I think your group chat, your brand itself is going to be like something very big. And I actually appreciate you jumping on today, even though. You were a couple hours late, but you know. It's- <laughs> I was sleeping, man. I was sleeping. You was getting that. You were getting the the napping in it before the podcast. Mate, you're yeah, man. a little bit deeper. Two more. Distance. What? No, 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 no. No, but obviously, you know. Mm. Thank you for, for having uh, me on there, man. I appreciate it a lot. Yeah, come on, bro. But cool, man. I'll leave you to it, man. Love, bro. I love, man. Have a good day, man. YouTube.